Think you like surprises? Most people say they do. But in truth, they only like nice ones, really. I remember when I was younger, I asked for a box of toys for my birthday. When the big day finally arrived, I saw that square parcel on the lounge table that morning and excitedly tore off all the paper to reveal a beautiful new toy box. When I opened it, there was a surprise inside. There were no toys. It was just the box. I immediately burst into tears and only stopped blubbering when my mom gave me the other presents, which were, of course, the toys to go with it. But for those first few moments, I was absolutely devastated. Well, you'll be glad to know I've grown up now and finally put the events of last year behind me. Only kidding, of course. My situation now as a business leader is really not that different from that of a three-year-old boy's. Because I'm a business leader, I'm not immune, and neither are you, from either receiving or even worse, unintentionally giving nasty surprises that are well-meaning, but potentially disastrous and likely to reduce our team members to tears. One surefire way of demotivating employees and destroying business is by lobbying technology solutions over the wall and expecting teams to run with it. More often than not, the result is them actually wanting to run away. And I really don't blame them. Attempting to introduce new technology innovations before preparing the groundwork is like attempting to transplant a limb before preparing the body. Think Frankenstein. In the medical field, it's called tissue rejection. In our world, in technology and business, it's called being a major dumbass. So let's look at how to avoid nasty surprises when introducing asynchronous tech. After all, we need to use it. So we need to make sure we get it right. If we do, we enjoy increased cohesion, outstanding communication, and better productivity. If we don't, we create a monster. While some companies might have previously offered remote working from home as a perk of the job, during this current pandemic, we are now fully integrated with remote working into the very fabric of many companies. And it's incorporated into their overall strategy and workflow. It's even a trend that we can expect to rise in the coming years. Industry experts estimate that by 2021, the remote workforce is expected to double. And by 2025, a whopping 70% of the global workforce will be working remotely for at least five days every month. Major tech companies like Facebook and Twitter are already blazing the trail by telling their teams that after the current pandemic ends, they'll be able to work remotely indefinitely. So what does that mean for the rest of us? Well, regardless of whether we operate out of a physical location or remotely, one thing remains paramount. We need quality, synchronous communication. It is more important now than ever. Due to the pandemic, literally overnight, we've shifted away from traditional office scenarios and into a virtual world that severed those in-person, face-to-face interactions that we'd been all taking for granted for so long. Yes, we know it's obvious after a year. However, there are no more impromptu water fountain chats, such as topics about sports or the game last night or the latest Netflix series to watch. 
No more asking, who's the new guy I saw walking into Brad's old office? No more, hey, you want to grab some lunch meetings? COVID-19 not only single-handedly changed how we work, but when and where we work. It has also changed how we communicate. As a result, every serious organization needs to seriously consider its communication strategy moving forward, especially when they're leaping into the virtual minefield of introducing complex technological innovations such as asynchronous tech. There are two types of communication strategies really to choose from. One is synchronous, when two or more people communicate normally face-to-face and expect immediate responses. Asynchronous is when communication doesn't happen face-to-face in real time, and therefore there is a delay between responses. Examples of asynchronous tech might be email, direct messaging and software apps, project management programs like Trello or Teamwork, Office 365 and Google Docs, SharePoint, intranet sites, other similar collaboration tools. Both approaches have their pros and cons. Synchronous communication is more natural, more spontaneous, more organic, and it enables us to utilize the full range of communicative skills and cues that spoken language and body language combine can generate. However, when people are split across different locations and time zones, is just impossible to always achieve. It is also the case that as a result of spontaneity and organic nature of in-office communication, productivity can suffer. I mean, come on. Did you really need that 15th stroll to the water fountain where you can happen to always bump into your best buddy again? Asynchronous communication solves all the problems above, but also creates a few of its own such as potential feelings of isolation, annoyance of having to wait for responses and lack of motivation due to working in a non-work-related context, for instance, at home, at least in the initial phases. But there's no ignoring the benefits, and there are plenty. More control over the workday is a benefit, no wasted time traveling, or additional expenses, better productivity due to lack of disturbance. This is just to mention a few. The most important benefit of applying asynchronous tech is that it keeps the wheels turning when the synchronous approach is impossible. However, don't get the two confused and allow asynchronous communication to become synchronous. Otherwise, you're setting yourself and the whole organization for up for a very bumpy ride. For example, if a platform like email, which is traditionally asynchronous, because it's expected that there will be a delay in one person responding to the other, is used synchronously, people gradually become expected to reply to every email in real time. This can be extremely stressful, as well as unexpected for many. And remember, No one likes those kind of surprises. The bottom line is, make sure that you, as the leader, are crystal clear about your expectations for how your employees or coworkers are to use both methods of communication. And then, make sure that you nail the synchronous communication 
in advance of applying an asynchronous tech. If you do, you'll reap the benefits and help create a bright and productive future for all. If you don't, you'll create a monster. I'm Chris Makut. Catch you next time.